The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Going In Raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Mad Chat. It's the show where we throw the questions out to our patrons at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. And at the $20 mark every month, if you uh, kick us $20 to support going in raw, uh, we'll, we'll if you send us a video. We'll put it up here on the show. Uh, of course, you guys might know the show. You guys might not know the show. A lot of great friendos out there. We got a couple of new Matt Chatters, a couple of Matt Chat Hall of Famers with a terrific mix of questions. Uh, so let's hop right into it. Of course, yes. uh, today's uh, the day after All In. Uh, no, it's the day before All In. Day of All In. This is going up Saturday this week, not Sunday. Oh, this is going to match. That's going up Saturday. It's going to All In day. Okay, so tomorrow is going to be our All In recap. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to the show. Uh, let's get right into it. First question is from Josh Fields. Let's see what Josh Fields has to say. What's going on, guys? Josh Fields here with another Matt Chat question. My question this week is simple. Steven Larson, you're given temporary powers over time and space. You can make one change that will alter the entire course of professional wrestling history forever. What is the one change you would make and why? That's it. Too sweet, hearty handshake, and I look forward to seeing you guys at All In. Thank you, Josh Fields. Josh Fields knows us so well, Larson. Uh, you know, we're big into time travel, space-time manipulation. Yes. Uh, that's a favorite subject of ours. History. Uh, so uh, Changing history. If so, if I would go back in time... Boy, there, there's a lot of things. Okay, let's take let's take the obvious out of the out of the equation. Let's let's take saving Chris Benoit's family out of the equation. Let's take saving Owen Hart out of the equation. Any number of wrestlers who met with tragedy. Let's take that because that's kind of dark, kind of heavy. Let's just talk about stuff related to the 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 sport of professional wrestling so, directly related to the goings on. Yeah, part of me wants to. There, there's one of two things that that seemed. Uh, Part of me wants to save WCW. Mm. I feel like, and, and the other part of that is part of me wants to go back and say, don't turn Stone Cold Steve Austin heel. Really bad idea. Yeah. Super bad idea. It's going to yeah. tank your ratings, and it totally did. Uh, I would probably go back and somehow, some way, save WCW. I'm sure there's a way. Uh, get in contact with whoever that dude was that didn't like wrestling on that on, you know. Oh, at AOL Time Warner? Yeah, whatever that guy's name was. There has to be a way to go back in time and somehow save WCW. Yeah. That's what I would probably do. I think it was kind of a shame that it went under. It probably would have anyways eventually, um, but I think that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Save WCW. Uh, what would you have done if you can go back in time? Um, just make sure, tell Hogan to stay retired. 
We oh, left really? WWF. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because if you want to save WCW, one oh, of the wow. first things you do is make sure Hogan never steps foot in that promotion. You might have to take extraordinary measures to tell Hulk Hogan to stay out of the spotlight. There's one extraordinary measure I'd probably take, and that's a large check. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Didn't he just get a huge check off a court settlement? Yeah. And now he still wants a spotlight. He's yeah, trying to steal the NWO uh, trademark. Um, if that happens, mm-hmm. then you don't have him ruining the NWO, wow, him and Bischoff. Yeah. Get Sting in there. Always, that's like one of the greatest wrestling what ifs in my mind. What a Sting. Yeah. Was the third man in the NWO. How awesome would that have been? Okay, what a me- shocker. Granted, not the shocker quite that Hogan was, but it was still a bit of a massive shocker because yeah. Sting for you know, nearly a decade was top babyface in WCW. Yeah. He turns heel. That would have been amazing. Let me ask you something. What? That see that to me would have been easier to just go like to go to Hulk Hogan and say, listen. Don't this NWO thing? I've been in the future. But here's the problem: it, t- it tanks. Don't be any part. He of still it. would have ruined it somehow. He's still been in WCW. I want him out of the picture entirely. Oh wow, jeez. Well, not. Yeah. No man. To, I, to, that's a, what to I think. a grim degree. I think that's what you're talking about. I just about, don't want him in wrestling anymore. That's what you're talking. No, about. No, I just don't want him in wrestling in- anymore. You're like, uh, hey, Hulkster. No, I went tires that. going to jack up his brakes or whatever. Man, yeah. No, I went. Um, yeah, that's interesting. You just want to know what the NWO would have been like without Hulk Hogan. So I think it could have, it would have been remarkably different. You're probably right. I, I, I would think that Sting's ego... I'll put it this way. Given that we know that, uh, according to Scott Hall, that Scott Hall, with one seemingly offhand comment, said, you should try to do what that Crow movie does. You should try well, to dress like idea. the Crow. And then Sting was like, oh, that's a great idea. And then that was just Sting then. Yeah. He, I think that he probably would have been more willing to listen to Hall and Nash in terms of how do we make this cool exactly than Hogan ever because Hogan was just like you know you want to make it cool brother and then you have Bischoff saying motorcycles 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 and ride in on garbage trucks for sold out so uh, so yeah oh cool Staples might be done with our stuff nice um, so yeah I like I like that I like all that I think that's great. Uh, but yeah, I think. Why is it we both want to save WCW? Well, that's you know that was like when we mutually yeah really got into wrestling yeah it's like the glory days in our minds. But kind like of. The, like one of the coolest memories I have is watching the split screen on Nitro. Yeah, that's like, man, we'd have been ro- would have robbed us robbed us of that. But we didn't know what was going to happen afterwards. Yeah, that's a good point because none of it was really all that good. Mm-mm. Invasion was kind of crap. Yeah, it was. Anyways, uh, moving on. We got Next. another uh, good question. Yes. Uh, Matt Chat Hall of Famer Zach S. Correct. Who, by the way, as he's going to point out in the video, is going to be uh, bringing a Friendo giveaway to the Friendo meetup uh, t- tomorrow night. Tomorrow night Seven at o'clock, Buffalo, Buffalo Wild, Wild, Wild Wings. Wings. That's Sunday, Hoffman September Estates. 2nd. We'll uh, have the exact address. We'll do a Twitter thing or something. Yeah, keep me yeah, Twitter at Real Going In Raw. Make sure you're there. Uh, let's see what Zach S. has to say, though, about uh, wrestling. Yes. What's good, Steve Morrison? Mandy Friendo is out there. It's your official Friendo versus IWGP heavyweight champ, Zach S. Coming at you with another Matt Chat question. And before I get to the question, just want to remind all of the Friendo universe that this Sunday, if you can, go to the Friendo meetup, if you can. Because there will not only be Steve Morrison there, there will also be the Friendo meetup giveaway, where I'll be giving with about... I'd say a bit over $300 worth of stuff, so be there. You can win some cool stuff. Besides that, the question this week is, which faction should Neffel join? Suzuki-Goon, 
Los Ingobernables de Apon, or The Firing Squad. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. All right, man. So which faction should Neville join? Neville. The answer is obvious. It is oh, yeah. Suzuki Goon. He is uh, uh, he's a curmudgeon. Oh, true. Much like Minoru Suzuki, yeah. he fits in in that respect. Like everything about him, I feel like, uh, just fits in so nicely with Suzuki Goon, and he provides something they don't have, a high flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's perfect. It's a perfect fit. Imagine, you know, you, you, you kind of poo-poo Suzuki Goon a little bit because they're very top-heavy. It's Suzuki, it's Zack Sabre Jr., and in your mind, there's a massive drop-off for everybody else. Factually. Um, add Neville to that mix. Your, your three top-of-the-line guys hold up just as well to anybody to, in any of, the, any of the other factions in New Japan. Suzuki Goon is the correct answer. Of course it's Suzuki Goon. Could you imagine? Pac and Osprey. I'm sorry, Osprey. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. running wild over New Japan as like a tag team slash uh, freaking Neville's taking over the junior division. Heck yeah. Could you imagine mean Neville to the Suzuki level of meanness? Oh, it's incredible. It's Suzuki Goon. It's incredible. Nothing else makes sense. Bullet Club doesn't make sense. It's a cluttered mess. There's too many people there. Could you imagine the matches we'd get between the Young Bucks and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Neville if they Fantastic. did become like a heavyweight tag team? Incredible. Oh, that'd be fantastic oh can't it, wait to see yeah, it. suzuki dude, goon dude it's, it's there's only suzuki one answer goon. it's suzuki goon. unless he starts his own faction no nah, man it's suzuki goon that's what it is could you i mean the matches that we're well, gonna get what, well, we who, are gonna get what if he starts a faction called the wolf pock mm, the slow wolf pock yeah yeah there you go you can get this sticker come by today at uh starcast yeah or tomorrow. Yeah, tonight. No, today. today. We're there today. today. Saturday. We're recording this on Wednesday, but our mind, it has to be Saturday. See, this is when it's going up. Today. Come get the stick. Yes. Uh, another question. The next question from Joshua, the Dynamic Knight Martinez. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendo. Joshua Martinez back this week with another question. It's a little dark right now. I'm outside of work because 6 a.m. and I'm working four 10-hour shifts to go to All In so I can leave by Thursday night. With that being said, by the time most of you are watching this, All In has already passed, and let's just say it was probably a great show. And we know this past weekend that Neville is no longer with WWE, so he might have been at All In. We, I can't say for sure yet. <laughs> but let's fantasy book something. Let's say a year from now, the Young Bucks and Cody put on another All In show. And let's say WWE lets them borrow six wrestlers to do a... Elite Bullet Club versus WWE match where it's Kenny Omega, Cody Ibushi, Cody, and the Young Bucks. That's five. <laughs> five on five. Uh, versus some five WWE people. Who do you choose? Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Joshua, the Dynamic Knight, Martinez. Thank you, Joshua. So, Steve, pick five wrestlers to take on the Elite, well, at least the Elite, Cody, and I believe he said Marty Squirrel at All In 2. All right, well, for Marty Skrull, because Okada enjoyed taunting him with the 205 thing, the 205 Live thing, Yeah, uh, I'm going to choose somebody from 205 Live, um, my favorite guy right now on 205 Live, the man of the hour, a 23-year-old piece of gold, Leo Rush. I think that'll get the crowd super hyped. He'll be running circles around everybody in that ring. That's A. Um, give me also uh, to take on uh, the elite, given that there's a lot of Bullet Club crossover there. I'm going to put Finn Balor and AJ Styles in my crew. I need two more. Seth Rollins, because I want to see him match up with Kenny Omega for sure. Is Kenny Omega in his group? 
The elite, yeah. Yeah. And uh, finally, I'm going to choose. Uh, well, I already said Seth. Uh, screw it. Roman Reigns. All right. So the sh- almost a shield. Yeah, I'm almost, a- almost shield. Uh, New Day taking on the elite. Oh, that's good. Um, AJ Styles got to toss him in there because of the Bullet Club stuff. Yeah, of course. And because Kenny said he wants a match against AJ. Of course. And here's my fifth pick Gold Dust. Cody never got that match against his brother in WWE. Oh, Dustin Runnels. That'd be good. That's, that's what cool. I want to see. I'd want to see if it's going to be Goldust. I'd like Dustin Runnels with the the black button-up vest mm, mm. and the red leather with the tassels. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd want to see. No, Goldust. And some white boots. Has to be Goldust. And then maybe like a headband. He needs to be full-on like 1991 Dustin Runnels. That's what I want to see. That's what you what want great to see. answer. I just improved your answer. No, you didn't. Good job, me. Not good job. Next oh. question is from Loki. Uh-oh, the ultimate henchman, Loki. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Steve Martin. Dr. Claw with my first matchup question. Just kidding, still me, Loki Richard, wrapping Nemo's merch shirt, available exclusively in her closet. You're such an idiot. But I'm your idiot. My question for you is, what is the worst reveal in wrestling history? Is it Vince McMahon's higher power reveal? Uh, the gobbledygooker? The choice is yours. Thank you, Loki. Thank you, Loki. Oh, I gotta go first. This is one answer, it's the Shockmaster. Oh, that's the best reveal ever. Are you kidding it's me? It's the best and the worst. The so he's supposed to break through the wall, Kool-Aid man style. Mm-hmm. Instead, trips over because someone put an extra piece of wood down there. Mm-hmm. You have Sid there trying not to laugh. Yeah, you have Oli literally laughing as he's trying to do the voice for the shock mask. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best great. and it's the worst. Stevie Ray and Booker T are just happy to be involved, I think, in an angle with like main event level talent. And, uh, and they're just like, be, be professional. Yeah. Well, there's also the, the matter that Shockmaster's helmet's the Stormtrooper helmet, spray-painted like sparkly silver, yeah. and he's got some sort of fuzzy vest on and yeah. a pair of uh, probably Wranglers, mm-hmm. some jeans. <laughs> yeah. It's just a weird outfit. It's a mess. The debut was bad, but in what hindsight, think, awesomely bad. What do you think Shockmaster's, if, had that tragic reveal gone perfectly to plan... Oh, it would have been the same the way. Ceiling? There was no ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, no. Would he have even showed up in the next the next time he showed up? Would he have had that same outfit? No, he they did change his gimmick eventually. They changed his gimmick to, to like, like a construction work construction yeah, worker construction or something worker, like that. Yeah. yeah. No, that would have been it. Yeah. I think that that gimmick even if that debut, that reveal had gone off correctly, was DOA. <laughs> I think so, you're right about that. Shockmaster. What that had to have been just completely thrown together. Seemed like you it. Know? <laughs> Although, how much? It's got to take some time at least to get that stormtrooper helmet to look spray like painted. It looked great. It was a very impressive looking stormtrooper it was. helmet. It was very sparkly. Anyways, uh, so what is it, the worst reveal? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Look, he he mentioned it. He he had it exactly right, dude. It's the higher power. What a great way to introduce a new wrestler. Supposed to be Chris Daniels. Apparently, all of a sudden, uh, he was too short. And then he never showed up in the WWE after that. So he was perpetually too short for everybody. Yeah. Of course, he's had a, a Hall of Fame-worthy career outside of the WWE. But uh, it ended up being invisible. I remember being very interested in the storyline, because that's the peak of when we were watching. Yeah. And then it was just Vince. It was underwhelming. Didn't make any sense storyline-wise. It was stupid. It it was it was terrible. It, it both made no sense. It was the most obvious person for right. it to be. Exactly. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. Yeah. Why? Show us how that works. Yeah. No. Doesn't. Doesn't. So yeah, it's it's come on. Yeah, it's the higher power. Shockmaster. That was that's a great one though. Yeah, that's it is awesome. great. 
It's bad. It's great and bad. And bad. Yeah. All right. Next up from your Zodiac Killer. Oh, no. Let's see what Steve Zodiac Killer has to say. Very scary. Hello, Stephen Larson. Here's another matchup question from Steve's Zodiac Killer. Um, another quick one for you. Um, with the Bellas being shoved down our throats, who's the better Bella, Nikki or Bree? Um, I'd love to hear your answers. Uh, two sweetheart handshake, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, Steve Zodiac Killer. It's scary. Anyways, what's the question? Uh, better, who's the best Bella? Oh, God. Between Nikki and Bree, can't, you can't answer JJ. I, well, yeah, it's JJ or John Cena. No, he's not even a Bella. Dan no, Brian. John Laurinaitis. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Brie. Why? She seemed, because, look, I don't know, all I see is what I know on TV. But also, you can kind of extrapolate the kind of person that Daniel Bryan kind of is. Like, he seems like a cool person, you know? And Brie seems to make him happy. So I think she's probably a cool person. Nikki Bella comes off as, like, just the most vacuous freaking human being in the wrestling world. Like she literally was just annoying on that show. And anybody who would even get involved with John Cena in the first place, I don't know, man, gold digger, right? And that what it is, not the term, but then she's a business person on her own. She's creating content. So I don't know. It's Brie. She's the better Bella. Uh, here's one bit of, uh, of evidence I can use in defense of Nikki. She doesn't have a song that goes Brie God damn it, you're right. And I actually kind of like her theme song. It's not bad. And she does the little booty dance mm-hmm. when she comes out. Mm-hmm. Shit. And she hasn't she won more championships? Probably. All right, it's Nikki. It's Nikki. But kayfabe, kayfabe, kayfabe. It's, it's Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. Behind the scenes from, Shoot. We can, from what we can tell. From what it's we can probably tell, Brie. It's probably but then Brie. again. Like, how do you not know what you're getting into with John Cena? The yeah, guy's no. like a robot. Yeah, he's no. not going to be any fun. To, he's not going to be a family man. He's no, not going to no. put seed in you <laughs> that's going to blossom into child. Probably not. You know, and then yeah. be around. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it, that's his thing. <laughs> Next and he up. seemed pretty upfront about it for the most part. He really did. Oh, man, the enforcer himself, Stevie Bradley. And now uh, one of the, 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 tr- the holy trinity of moderators. Let's see what he has to say. Steven Larson. It's the enforcer. Good to be back. And it's good to also have this new power that I was uh, bestowed upon by uh, Steven Larson. Moderators in chat get a nice wrench. So, what does the enforcer have to do? Well, he's got to get himself a big-ass wrench. Got me thinking, though, as I was walking around, seeing all these gimmicks out there. Power rank, foreign objects. What is the best to get the job done? It's the most iconic. Please let me know your thoughts because I will get this wrench over. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Enforcer. Thank you, Enforcer Stevie. So he wants us to power rank foreign objects. Now, in terms of, I feel like we kind of had this question whether I can't remember if it was a Matt chat or an it chat. I remember what it was. What it was. But we didn't have to power rank. We had to pick one. Yeah. So you pick Sledgehammer and I pick Steel Chair because I think Steel Chair oh, is yeah. the most versatile foreign object in wrestling history. You can, yeah. you can hit someone with it. You can drop someone on top of it. Yeah. There's all sorts of uses for a Steel Chair, whereas a Sledgehammer, there's kind of just one. You yeah. hit him with it. Yeah, okay. So I would give the edge to Steel Chair. All right. Well, I'll Number tell one. you what, dude. Look, in terms of legacy, what's the most famous or impactful? Yeah. It's the Sledgehammer. Okay. 
Well, no, I would even, I might even give that rub to, to Steel Chair. Well, you know, that's a good point. Steel Chair's number one, Sledgehammer number two. Number three, uh, a new player has emerged into the lexicon for me personally, foreign objects. So I'm going to put it at number three. And that's the spike and baseball bat combo mm. that we saw at Slammiversary. Sammy Callahan. Oh, are we going to get the tickets to uh, Sammy Callahan's N64? See if there's walk-ups. See if there's walk-ups. Here, let's do this. Three will be baseball bat and then an addendum to it. Yeah. 3A. Yeah. Uh, you can mention the spikes. Baseball bat's great. Yeah, baseball bat is good. Yeah, sure. It has all the, 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 the a lot of the impact you can use with the sledgehammer, mm -hmm. but lighter. Mm -hmm, yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's good. So we have a, a variety of uh, potential number fours and fives. Stun gun. Mm-hmm. A cattle prod. Uh, a ladder. Ladder, yeah. I'd put ladder ahead of table, because table all you can really do is set it up and drop someone through yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean... Uh, ladder, you can hit something, someone with it. You can jump off it. You can put someone through it. Yeah. Again, more versatile than table. Table's pretty one-dimensional. I wouldn't have that in the top five. I mean, I'm talking about, like, what if we go to DDT Pro territory, where you have things like mm -hmm. go-kart. Mm -hmm. Mini bike. Office cubicle. Barge and pond. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, what was A? And then we can't leave out. Uh, oh, no. This is it. Number four. Fireworks. As seen in oh, the final deletion. Final deletion. Yeah. That, okay. I'll, number fireworks. four is fine with that. How about this? Um, made famous by somebody uh, using it on uh, Onita. In that oh, the sickle. The sickle. All right. That's yeah, good. The that's sickle. Good. The sickle. It's good. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Good. That's or, a good list. Look, you know, Pete Dunn, he's been known to pick up children yeah, and use them launch as them. Yeah. Yeah. So fans. Yeah. The crowd. Yeah, that's good too. Use them. Anyways. All good answers. All Next. great answers. Next, we got a video from. Is Stevie Bradley just walking around with that wrench? Seems that way. He stay, is he moderating life? It seems like it. He's a, that's a pretty massive wrench, too. It really is. He's just walking around the mall, yep. moderating people. Seems like it. Get out that language. You're banned. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Next, from DJ Mott. We'll see what DJ Mott has to say. Hey, Stephen Larson. It is your going in raw sneakerhead DJ Mott here, back from the college dorm. Anyways, quick question for you guys. Who, by the end of 2018, needs to be Raw and SmackDown's top heels? Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, DJ Mott. So, Steve, mm. do I get a... You go first. Okay, I'll go first. Who will be top heels for the Raw and SmackDown brands by the end of this year? On Raw, uh, I mean, it, dude, we're, we're, coming, we're coming up to the fall. We're like in the fall right now, basically. Uh, I mean, it looks like top heel is going to be Braun Strowman on Raw, you know. Uh, everybody's scared of him. He had a heel turn this past Monday. No more cutesy, cutesy Braun Strowman. Now he's just, I told you I'm not finished with your face. So uh, Braun Strowman on Raw. Uh, over on SmackDown, it's going to be The Miz. He might have that WWE title by the end of 2018. But my heart really wants to see Almas be top heel by the end of 2018. But that seems more likely to be like mid-2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if Shinsuke's not even on TV this week, uh, you know what? What chance does uh, does Almas have to be top heel? So it's going to be um, Strowman and Miz. That's, those are the correct answers. Strowman and Miz. Strowman yeah. and Miz. Yeah. And th th you got to admit, there's a great that, that's 180 degrees away from each other in terms of type of heels. Dylan, SmackDown's killing it with th that two hours they have. Mm -hmm. Man, they've got so much good stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, would you consider right now Becky top heel? 
She's uh, no, she's she's an anti-hero. She's pretty an anti-hero, much. man. Pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Stone Cold of the 2018s. Heck yeah. Anyways. Uh, next, we got a question from a new Matt Chatter. A new Matt Chatter has arrived. Yes, Kyan uh, Mangan. Okay. Let's see what Kyan has to say. Nice. Hey, Stephen Larson. For my Matt Chat question, at WrestleMania 22, John Cena had the Mafia entrance where a car came down to the ring and six guys came out of it and surrounded the ring. I want you guys to pick six current NXT superstars to take those roles now and why. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, Kyan. Thank you, Kyan. So, an interesting question. You know, John Cena's entrance for WrestleMania 22. Great name, Kyan. Uh, made famous by CM Punk being. It's like Kyle and Ryan yeah. smashed up. CM Punk being one of the, 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 the guys dressed up riding along on the side rail of the car. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. You can't do that. We're like NXT. We you know, can't like, do that. Well, you know. Didn't they just do that last year with like uh, Sabatelli and Moss? They were something. With masks on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the NXT is so visible, you have to go to, like their house show circuit. That's what, yeah, that's exactly. Like what you maybe have to do. Marcel Bartel, he can be one. Like you can't put Keith Lee out there. No, you know. No. Uh, Dan Matha. Dan, yeah, Dan Matha, he could be one. Uh, top notch. Uh, <laughs> really? Dijakovic? He's only been on TV once. Did you see one of the comments? Uh, somebody said, "I thought that the, the, his new name was just a going in raw joke." <laughs> the Donovan died. No, that's real. It's real. That's real. It's real. Um, so we have... What's that dude, Brendan Williams? Yeah. He could be one. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to do his own thing, though, though. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. He's on some of that, uh, the super nerdy up, up, down, down stuff. Oh, doing yeah. The role-playing game. He's hilarious. Oh, that's I've great. only watched a little bit, but uh, What about uh, g- formerly known as Gunner in TNA, Chad Lowell? Yeah, I guess. He hasn't debuted on, the, on TV yet. Who's that new dude, Jackson... Jackson, Jackson Riker? Who's that guy? Oh, that's Chad Lau. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, his last name's Riker. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you'd think it would be. I think he's got a beard, too. Okay, well, get a like a, a, a power gut, and you, you, you're there, there you go. Star Trek. Yeah. So we have Matha, Brennan Williams. All right. Uh, Jackson Riker. Okay. Steve Cutler. Nobody knows that guy. Marcel like. Bartel. Yeah. Nobody know who Steve Cutler looks like. I don't know. I would not pick him out of a lineup. He, the, he has the chops, man. That's four. We need two more. Yeah. Uh, about Cesar Bononi? I know what he looks like. He's, he's a, super tall too. He's a really he's a standout handsome dude too. Yeah. What about that uh, the other Brazilian guy that hangs out with him? Oh, Adrian Jaoud. Jaoud. Yeah, he's been on TV a couple times. Maybe he's been on TV a couple times. Yeah, yeah. That's five. That's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. It's, it would be hard to have anybody who's regularly on NXT TV. Yeah. Uh, you're not gonna have Matt Riddle show up. <laughs> Maybe Riddick Moss. Uh, <laughs> Riddick Moss still. Hell yeah, man. Still. Oh, what's All right, next? Next from Stephen Cupers. Okay. Let's see what Stephen Cupers has to say. Love your games, Cupers. Hey, friendos. This is Stephen Cupers, the American in Down Under, coming to you with another Matt Chat question. Now, my question for Stephen Larson this week is, if NXT were to do another Breaking, Down, breaking Ground series... Uh, which talent would be the focus? Uh, let's go two women, two men, and a tag team. And which of them would get a, a title opportunity and which one would get cut? Now, just for the fun of it, let's not have the Undisputed Era in this because we all know that they will be holding all the belts on the main roster. 
Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Catch you in the next one. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. So we can have the series of uh, a season of Breaking Ground, the sure. great reality show about oh. NXT developmental talents. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, made a star Baron Corbin. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. So um, <laughs> Stephen wants us to cast a second season of that. We need two men, two women, one tag team. Okay. Uh, Street Profits. They sort of, you know, they, they, they're hot. They're kind of holding back on them a little bit. Now they seem to be hot a little again. We had that mouth injury. I would kind of be interested. And then, of course, Bianca Belair, because she's married now to Montez Ford. Mm-hmm. So that would be interesting. These guys didn't come up in the independence, I don't think. Did they? I think Angelo Dawkins made. Did he? Okay. I wouldn't want, at this point, he's too beyond this, uh, Patrick Clark. Yeah. He might. Was he at all in the first? Oh, I remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, so it'd be good. It would be fun to see somebody like if they do sign Mia Yim, mm-hmm. somebody who has an extensive history, not just on the indies, but also in like TNA. Yeah. Uh, see what it's like for her to transition into the WWE's way of doing yes, things. Yes. That would be really interesting to me. Um, the fact that they're bringing in these guys. Um, and then of course just have a camera with the undisputed air. Yeah. Well, he said no undisputed air. Well, I'm sorry. You can. That has to happen. Anything where undisputed error is an answer in the affirmative, that's the answer. Anyway, um, what my, do you say? My tag team would be the mighty, because I, th- I imagine the ups and downs <laughs> is going to be a tragedy. Yeah, that, that they might be dealing with. I don't know. Speculation coming in, having those great that great two part documentary series done. I'm see like they're primed for a huge face push and then has sure. heel turn. They're not even strong heels, even though they're a really good tag team. Um, the the kind of backstage stuff in terms of how they're developing all that that might be interesting. Um, in terms of, so I was trying to think of somebody who'd been around for a while mm-hmm. who started out purely you know in WWE developmental and has been there this whole time while they're bringing indie stars in. Yeah, and how they deal with that. Wesley Blake, former oh, NXT tag okay. team champion oh, with Buddy yeah. Murphy. Yeah, okay. He is a, a member of Forgotten Sons mm-hmm. with uh, Jackson Riker and mm-hmm. Steve Cutler. Yeah, It'd be interesting to see what his experience has been like being in WWE developmental for so long and hopefully getting another chance uh, uh, with Forgotten Sons, you know, if they actually put him on TV at some point. (laughs) Right. Uh, Lars Sullivan would be an interesting breaking ground guy. Yeah, Lars and Kona Reeves, I think, are other two developmental guys that would be pretty interesting. I could not give a shit about Kona. But here's the thing about Lars, because here's the thing about Kona Reeves. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, he could be fascinating, sure. Uh, But with Lars Sullivan... They obviously have huge oh, yeah. expectations for him. Yeah. And so that process of grooming a guy who they have big expectations for, and he probably has an outsized personality as well behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. So trying to teach him a dude who probably is able to give you one look and you have to really watch yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. He might be like a tremendous sweetheart. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that would be interesting. I would just imagine a dude with that much physical power. You know, probably it's like, okay, well, let's teach you how to do this. Okay, we'll be careful. Yeah. So that would be interesting. Uh, See, how do you groom a monster? Here's a few uh, women from the the women's uh, division that I think would be interesting. If they had another season, they would definitely have a story arc around Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. Oh, for sure. Getting ready for the ring. Yeah. Um, Interesting to see a storyline about Tegan Knox dealing (laughs) with injury again. Again, tragedy. Yeah. And then Casey uh, Cantanzaro, mm-hmm. um, someone who is a tremendous oh, athlete yeah. based on her uh, American Ninja Warrior For experience, sure. learning the ropes yeah. as a professional wrestler. That'd be all interesting stuff. Yeah, no, there's a lot of great stories out there. Yep. Yeah. Yes. 
cool. Next. Next from Stephen. Oh, Stephen. 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 Let's see what Stephen has to say. How are we, friendos? I hope you're doing well. This is your Irish linguistic expert, Stephen. We're here with my first ever match chat question. Should WWE take from other sports? For example, in MMA, title offenses are a big thing, whereas in WWE, it's more about uh, how long the title reign is and how many times the champion has held the belt. There's also a huge focus on looking at matchups. Matchups make fights, styles make fights. So you have a submission artist versus a striker. And that's, I feel, not as focused as much in WWE. I'm not saying should WWE should go full MMA, but I feel like maybe there's stuff they could cherry pick from other sports to improve the product, along with smarter victories, like watching tape on your opponent, like you had with the likes of Bobby Roode versus Nakamura. He had studied his opponent and knew when the Kinsasha would be coming. So should WWE take from other sports and how should they do so? Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. I'm sure the WWE takes stuff from other sports. Heck yes, give me instant replay. Botch pin, you get a replay. Uh, advertisements on jerseys. There you go. Like you see this a uh, bit more. I think maybe you see the NBA. You see the NBA, NBA now. They got ads now. on their jerseys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Most of the MLS teams here, soccer teams, both yeah. here, and then also of course the, the football teams and Premier League and so- such. They have yeah, ads football, on their yeah. jerseys. Um, so yeah, I want to see ads all over because you know WWE they. Mm, you know yeah so ads all over um i want to see um home and away jerseys good good. i don't really know what that means in the context of wrestling would you only wear one separate jersey you know i don't know if they necessarily do this in wwe but new japan i think they still have the red and blue corner Mm. so if you're in the red corner that could be either home or away and vice versa okay okay so you have specific gear not that it's color-coded for red or blue but for the, the corners where you start the match. Trophies. More trophies. Yeah. Cups. You mentioned this earlier. Best of seven series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tournaments so and best of seven series, they please. Need little, WWE needs a lot more tournaments and best of seven series, for yes. sure. Yeah. Um, I like that New Japan has a... Don't they have advertising on their mat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The UFC mm-hmm. does the same thing. Mm-hmm. I want to see advertising on the mat. Well, there's well. kind of there's 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 like WWE. No, not actually there's not. No, Only in the cruiserweight division is there cruiserweight logos on the mat. Yeah, but that's just logos. Yeah, I want. I, I was want gonna say there is advertising, but it's for beer WWE. logos. That'd be great. Yeah, beer logos. Yeah, but like lime. Yeah, <laughs> Corona Premier. Yeah, oh, there you go. Uh, good question though. Yeah, great question. Lots of lots of you could take from sports, man. Oh heck yeah. And yeah, well, did you mention the uh, instant replay? Yeah, that's the first yeah. thing I said. Oh, that's great. Every wrestler gets one challenge per match. Yo, the red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Have their manager, Zelina Vega, yeah. throws out the red flag. There and then go. the smart ones, they have an extra one, homemade one. Yeah. Yeah. Throws it back out. It's like, wait a second. Hold on. Where is this coming from? Exactly. Slows down the match. Exactly. Just what we need. <laughs> exactly. Next, from Christopher Rampersad. Let's see what Christopher has to say. Hello, Steve Larson. My question is today is this week on Raw. We see also besides promoting Undertaker versus Triple H. So my question is today is, what dream match would you like to see in the Super Showdown? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Yeah, the Super Showdown. Yes. Big deal. What, so what time is that going to be here for us? Uh, like one or in the morning or something like that. We were in a live stream that shit, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, this is very exciting. Super Showdown, huge match, end of an era, part two. Uh, or the air is back, whatever the fuck they're going to call it. 
Triple H and uh, The Undertaker. There's at least 300 years between the two of us. Lots of injuring, thousands of matches between the two of us. And we're going to do it again. But what other dream matches yeah, do you want to see? Matches. Yeah. What other legends are still around? Okay, Booker T, out of retirement. Oh, that'd be good. I want to just bring a, super, a bunch of people out of retirement, man. Booker T versus Batista. All right. One more time. All right. <laughs> what about Stone Cold versus CM Punk? Stone, I don't want Phil Brooks. I want Stone Cold goes over. Okay, good, good. Yeah, just Stunner pours beer on him. Give that money back to that kid, Coca Man. He's a good kid. I've been on his podcast, son. Give that money back to him. Can you dig that sucker? I don't know why I slipped in the Booker T there. Uh, other legends: Tristratus versus Lita, Part Seven. End of an era. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> I'm struggling. Yeah. AJ versus Shawn Michaels. Fucking give us that match. Finally. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, Buddy Murphy. He's from Australia. All right, yeah. Yeah, have him uh, win the Cruiserweight title. Something like that. Dude, how about this? Buddy uh, Murphy goes over Cedric Alexander in Melbourne. That'd be massive. Okay. Be great for Buddy Murphy. You want your main event? What? Drew Gulak versus a kangaroo. <laughs> I win! I win match at today! Yeah, I Drew can't really Gulak talk about that. a kangaroo! Can't really talk I that. totally win that shit. Yeah. Can that be our thumbnail, please? Sure. Drew Gulak versus sure. a kangaroo. Sure. Should Drew Gulak fight a kangaroo <laughs> for Super Showdown? Kangaroo with boxing gloves. Yeah. Drew Gulak with his uh his uh, nightgown on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I want to see. All man. right. All right. You win. All right. Next from Patrick Sparks. Uh, B-Man chat. Hall of Famer, the B-Man. Hey, friendos. Patty here. So, wrestling is full of memories, moments. All that good stuff. But superstars also have high points and low points. So my debate for you this week is, Steve, I want you to give me the high and low points of Stone Cold, Mick Foley, and John Cena. Larson, I would like you to do the same, only with The Rock, Undertaker, and AJ Styles. I want the high points of their career and the low points of their career. And then I want you to power rank the high and low points of the entire group of that six. Thanks, friendos. Sleepy Doge. Goodbye. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, B-Man. Hi, so, okay, so let's run this down. We'll, you can we'll, go first. No, you can let's go. just collaborate on this one. Stone Cold low point has to be uh, Ringmaster, right? He's in ECW. Or walking out when Vince told him to job out to Brock on an episode of Raw. Well, that wasn't on camera, so we didn't really wait. That's still a low that. point of his career, though, probably. Yeah, sure, but come on, Ringmaster. Look, yeah, that's pretty bad. Hey, look, at that point, when he walked out, he had already reached his peak. He was all good with the money. Yeah, he was, but you know, I think it wasn't just him walking out because he didn't want to lose to Brock. He was doing a lot of personal stuff at the time, too. Yeah, Ringmaster is the answer because right, that right. was going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Foley, oh, his high point. Probably win the title. On Raw. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think which time. Probably, uh, well, obviously there's 14, but then 15 maybe against The Rock. Wait, did he fight The Rock at 15? No, Stone Cold wrestled The Rock at 15. That's what I was talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm still on Stone Cold. I'm looking at his high points. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, his, his high, high points. points? Oh, it's beating HBK, I would think, for the title. You would think the first title? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Foley is winning the title on Raw. That's the high point. Oh, yeah. 
This low point. Was he ever part of the Kiss My Ass Club? Don't remember. Probably not. Maybe the second fall on uh, Hell in the Cell mat that wasn't planned. Oh no, I mean uh, TNA. Yeah, probably TNA. Yeah, because like he was like, yeah, I'm retiring. Yeah, I'm I'm retiring, and then then he did, he came back to TNA. Yeah, yeah, probably that. Uh, Cena. I mean, I can think of seventeen or sixteen high points for him. He's had a lot of high points. Um, what's his biggest high point? I mean, it's not going to be winning the title off JBL. No. Like a later title. Uh, beating The Rock, that was like one of the bigger Yeah, probably bigger that things. or beating uh, HBK. Uh, yeah, that uh, could be. That could be. Low point. Low point for Cena. We get squashed by Undertaker at Mania in four minutes. You think this past year, I don't know, man. He did that for a very specific reason. He's already moved on. Yeah, I know. So that was like. I don't um, really know what his low point would be. He apparently, great, he had a great debut. But like, just, apparently, wasn't he on the verge of getting fired at one point? According to him, was that right before Thugonomics happened? Yeah, maybe. So that, I guess that, that could be. Like, if you like, you have a hot debut and then you just peter out. That's got to yeah, be a low point. The prototype, but that's a good low point to have because the rest of it is all high point, yeah, high good. point, high pretty point. Pretty good. All right, The Rock. Um, low point is obviously when he was Rocky Maivia and the yeah. crowd was chanting oh, "Die, Rocky, sure. die." Yeah, absolutely. High point. I would wonder if professionally high point might be the night after Survivor Series. It could be. I was also thinking. Because he was electric. Yeah. When he finally beat Stone Cold at Mania at 19. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That could, that could be. That could be. Um, there's also the fact that SmackDown was named after him. There's also the match against Hogan. WrestleMania 18. Oh, that's it. That's it right there. I was there. listening to... The, the, uh, that's the ultimate torch pass? Oh, yeah. I was listening I can't to... Believe I didn't uh, think about uh, Talking to Jericho with Cody and the Bucks, Young Bucks, and they all say that's their favorite match ever. It, Dude, it's... For that, I mean, it's... it's To me, it's got to be like the most iconic WrestleMania it's match pretty of electric. all time, You know? Pretty electric. Dude, that or Hogan Andre. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're both big fans of the end of the era match. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. But... I mean, in terms of, I remember watching that match. Where, where was I? I was at that bar. What was that place called in L.A.? Yankee Doodles. Yankee Doodles. And they were airing it there. And, dude, everybody there was just like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Undertaker, low point is when the streak ended against Brock. Oh, that's a low point? Really? I think so, yeah. Well, he was also concussed. Yeah. Well, I don't think they had any. What's worse, though, ending that streak or losing against Roman Reigns? Probably ending the streak. Everybody loses the Roman Reigns these days. I wonder if he, but I know, but it's against Brock. I feel like Undertaker as a professional was probably like, yeah, this is the right dude. This is the right guy. Because it was. Oh, maybe the low point is that DDP feud. Uh, oh, that could be. Yeah. Giant Gonzalez. Could be. Yeah, that's another good low point. But he was still making a bunch of money. He was still yeah. the Undertaker. I'm trying to think of like a true. I mean, if you go back to his days in WCW or something, I guess, maybe. I guess. It seemed like he was fired. He left. I don't think he's ever had a low point. He came in hot mm-hmm. and only got hotter. Mm-hmm. He's a phenom. Yeah. AJ Styles, high point. I mean, low point's probably the uh, the, the Maury Povich-inspired Are You the Father storyline of TNA, yeah, right? Yeah, probably. Probably. Bad. High point? I mean, either his massive debut at the Rumble or his title win, mm-hmm. like his first title win. Mm-hmm. Maybe that. Wrestling Cena. That match at SummerSlam was pretty awesome. Being being like top dude, yeah. Yeah. It's a good question for him, though. Yeah. 
Then, he would probably, I could, I could probably hear, I could probably, you know, he pray and say, Hey, what's your high point? Oh, WrestleMania. That's the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing Hurricane Helms right now. But yeah, probably that. And then he want, Patrick wanted us to power rank. Top, top one has to be Stone Cold beating HBK for the title because that ushered in the Attitude Era fully. Austin. Mm-hmm. It was the Austin guy. era, yeah, sure. I would say, in, in, from an emotional sense, next would have to be Foley win that title. Oh, man. That was great. incredible. It was great. Um, oh, wait, but hold on a second. What? Rock V. Hogan wouldn't be top two. That might be number one, dude. All right, that might be number one. Might be then number Stone one. Cold, then Foley. Yeah. And then. We say, did we say what Undertaker's top spot, top moment was? His high point? I don't think we did. It's been like Beating Hogan for the belt. Uh, for his first title win. Yeah, I guess. Man, I don't know. Undertaker, Taker, again, Cena, it. and then Styles. Or yeah. vice versa. Just because yeah. Styles hasn't been around as much in WWE at least. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, anyways, next. Thayer Thabata has our final video question. Let's see what Thayer has to say. Okay. What improves a match more? The best American crowd or the best Japanese crowd? Thank you, Thayer Thabata. Thank you, Thayer Thabata. So, uh, what enhances a match more? A hot American crowd or a hot Japanese crowd? So, obviously, a Japanese crowd is known for being a bit more reserved until things get hot. And you know things are really good when they get hot. They're a really good barometer for, you know, go out there and impress me. Yeah. You know, we're not gonna just gonna throw out this is awesome chance. Yes, willy nilly. Yes. Uh, but then a, a good American crowd. There's crap American crowds, but oh, a yeah. good American crowd can be really like really beneficial to just a freaking great match, like that ECW vibe. Tell me, just a riot crowd isn't? Yeah. I, I would I would probably give the edge to a good. A good American crowd that's like ECW level. All right. If the competitors are in there pouring everything they have into the ring and you've got the crowd just ripping it up, oh, that, that, to me, there's nothing better than that. That's what I'll say. I'll, I'll, I'll go with the, a, a really good Japanese crowd for the reasons you said. They are uh, the best barometer in terms of gauging performance. They're not going to bullshit you. Nope. Yeah. Nope. They're not at all. Yeah. And if they're into it, odds are I'm going to be into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get. Sh- I love when they get shocked. <gasps> yeah, you know, because yeah. you can hear like audible gasps. I know, you know, but I don't know, man. I'd rather be in that PWG, freaking ECW type when he's just sweating. Everybody's like ah, losing their minds. Oh man, that's that's euphoric. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. Uh, we got a couple of text questions. You want to read the first one? Sure. From Mo Clo, Master of the Low Blow. Sure. He says SummerSlam 2019 is in Toronto. Should WWE consider doing more pay per views outside of the U.S.? especially the big four. Why is it or isn't it best for business? I discount the greatest Royal Rumble and Super Showdowns. They feel more like attractions than canon programming. Thanks, Frendo. Um, I think it's, a lot of it is just in terms of the broadcast issues with it. That's, um, yeah, that's why I think they're doing these these special attraction international things. I, and, and, and the thing is, I think they are going to <clears throat> add more of them to their schedule, make them more canon. Yeah, the Miz and Daniel Bryan are fighting for the number one contendership, and that's a pay per view level stipulation. Yes, definitely right there. is. Yes, it is. So I think that you're going to get more stuff like that. It wouldn't surprise me if the next one is like in England or something. You know, mm-hmm. I can totally mm-hmm. see them going there mm-hmm. for a special thing, a special event. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that they'll probably take that route rather than change their core programming 
schedule. Yeah. They can do both. They can get the money internationally. Uh, and, and if that rumor we heard a little while ago that they're going to start branding these things as extra WrestleManias, you know, that's even more reason for them to go international, keep a little bit of canon, but then you also have special attraction matches like Triple H versus Undertaker, mm-hmm. End of an Era Part 2. Um, so, I don't know. I think, it, to me, it kind of gives... I mean, look, I, I live here in California, so we're lucky enough to get a prime slot for when we get to watch our stuff. But, uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like, for the WWE anyways, it gives them their cake and lets them beat them. Yeah. So, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, AO Worm. How would you guys change the writing in WWE if you two were in charge of that department? Who would you hire as new writers to get wrestlers like Apollo, Tide, The Ascension, Mojo, Rude, Canellis, uh over with the crowd and get them more TV time and better stories? They'll get the crowd to want them more. Thanks, Rendos. Part of it is there's just only so many minutes you can of television you could produce per uh, week. So you can't feature everybody every week. That's not to say you can't come up with storylines to get as many people involved as possible. Let me ask you something. Uh, what do you think about... The way New Japan handles their losers' locker room, they're just parts of fact. They're just part of factions. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might do that more, just to take the the idea of oh, this guy's just a jobber. We know he's a jobber. Well, this guy's also you know he's a part of a faction, mm-hmm. so he's got cool branding, mm-hmm. and uh, and you never know. One of his faction buddies might help him out and yeah. get him and steal him a win. Yeah. Um, so I, I might go that route. I think more than anything, if if I think if we were in charge of WWE Creative, we would just say, okay, the, this is a story for Bob Roode, for example. Mm-hmm. Let's plan it out for a year mm-hmm. and know where we're going with it mm-hmm. and follow it through. Or at least, hey, uh, Survivor Series is in November. We're uh, heading into September. What do we want to have at Survivor Series? Let's head there. Um, but, yeah, long-term story like booking a year out. I mean, I would imagine, look, it's easy to say that we're not, we've never booked wrestling yeah, beyond yeah, yeah. video games. And I understand that there's all sorts of complexities there, injuries, uh, you know, uh, the actual traveling schedule, all that kind of media appearances, all that kind of stuff. I understand. But, uh, you know, you see in New Japan um, long term booking. And, you know, you look at a guy like Okada, it's like, oh my God, look at the story they can tell with mm-hmm. that guy. And look mm-hmm. at the, you know, look at the, the character directions they can go with him and it's all really compelling stuff. So I think what you're saying long-term vision is probably the thing that they're most in need of right now. That, um, and as we see right now with this Becky Charlotte feud, assuming they don't go all in on some needless forced heel face dynamic. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really like about new Japan is that there's characters who are obviously heels and there's some who are obviously faces, but a vast majority of them are, are, aren't don't really, swing either way to the extremes of the heel face spectrum. A lot of them just exist in the middle. And depending on the storyline or feud, they may kind of waver more so one direction or another. But for the most part, there's not a whole lot of clear delineated faces and heels. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, and, and oftentimes you have heels and faces in the same faction. Yeah. You know? So there's just more complexity, more variety in New Japan in terms of how they how they write their characters. It's much more and they're interesting. Far, yeah, and they're more often not far more grounded. When you have, when you see personalities, the, the, the details of personalities clash with other personalities as opposed to I'm good guy, I'm bad guy. Mm-hmm. This is more interesting. It is. Uh, Finally, Tom Fox, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he has to, this is going to be his last Patreon or Matt Chat question for a while. He offers two of them, says pick one, but since this is his last one for a little bit, we're going to do both of them. First one. This was rude. I just did that. 
Yeah. That's that's Eng- in England. That's, that's not good. It's like something Wayne Maker would do. You it's know? not good, yeah. Creep. Uh, first question, who is a bigger influence the wrestling industry as a whole, Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold? Again, because I just listened to Talk is Jericho with Cody and the Young Bucks, they all agree that Hogan is the greatest of all time. Yeah, it's hard not his, to say his, Hogan. His influence extends in both positive directions, but also negative. Yeah, sure. Um, Did they make that point as well? No, I don't think so, really. Interesting. Because you, you see the influence he had over people watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. He was hugely influential in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sure, he's... he's He's a turd now, it seems like. He's um, a turd now. I mean, and, and if, if uh, uh, you know, stories of his locker room behavior in terms of politicking and whatnot, yeah. it sounds like he's been a turd for a while. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, we're just talking about how uh, one's influence over wrestling as a whole. Yeah. It's hard to argue against Hogan. Yeah. I mean, I've made the case, I've heard several times, and I made the case that Ric Flair is probably the most influential because he talked to a lot of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. If you. If you ask them who is either their favorite or, or they're their influence most by, it seems like a lot of them were saying Ric Flair. Sure, yeah. More so than anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know, like with this current generation, if that's the same thing. You, you mean you, you ask like Triple H or, or HBK that question, they say Flair. Mm-hmm, yeah. But then you have, uh, you know, wrestlers who be 10, 15 years younger, and they'll probably by and large say Hogan. Yeah, probably. But then you have wrestlers probably coming up now, and if you ask them, they might very well say Stone Cold. It's, it's a, it's a oh, generational sure, yeah. thing. Yeah, it's funny. HBK is now the new Flair because, mm-hmm. like, everybody like loved mm-hmm. HBK, mm-hmm. Um, and then of course now we've got Stone Cold, like Kevin Owens, Stone Cold. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's Hogan. I'm not sure there would be wrestling the way we know it if it wasn't for Hogan, because there was. It's funny we had this question before. It's like if Hogan ever existed, who would have filled that role as guy who the WWE built the WWE company around. built the company around? And I don't know that there is a guy out there that had. His unique, very 1980s charisma. Yeah. Dude. That stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's Hogan. Of mm-hmm. course it's Hogan. He mainstreamed it. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Vince, mm-hmm. they mainstreamed wrestling. And uh, Stone Cold was able to capitalize off that in a time where he fit exactly what people wanted from wrestling. Uh, and, you know, he's the biggest draw, I guess, in history. Or yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's Hogan. Without Hogan, I'm not sure that there would have been a, a, a platform for Stone Cold. Yeah. Just don't. Yep. Uh, his second question, who should induct Vince McMahon to the Hall of Fame? Um, Tom Fox thinks Vince should induct himself because that's the most Vince McMahon thing he could do before he officially retires. It's 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 one of It's going to be Triple H. You don't think it's going to be Stone Cold? Well, it could be. That's a good answer, too. I would. I would. It's funny because Triple H wasn't even on my radar. I was going to say it was either going to be Stone Cold or... Uh, uh, wait, do you do you have to be part of the Hall of Fame first to induct somebody else? I believe okay. so, no. Uh, Stephanie and Shane. Yeah. Could be dad, yeah. you know. But uh, no, Triple H is good, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to put this guy uh, in the Hall of Fame. He's my dad. <laughs> He's my real dad. What? No. No, Steph- father-in-law. Uh, father-in-law. Father-in-law. I'm the game. Anyways, that's it for Matt Chat. Drew Gulak versus the kangaroo. I totally won this Yeah, week. I can't really top that. Thanks for watching. Next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.